Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with singer, harpist, composer, model, and artist, Catherine Gerard. Born in Peru in a low-middle-class family, she faced financial barriers that hindered floral music education. Undeterred, she dedicated herself to self-study, cultivating a passion for music that eventually became a driving force in her life. Guided by her father, an artist himself, she delved into the world of drawing. This early exposure laid the foundation for her artistic journey, in 2014, she ventured to Europe, aspiring to forge a career in acting. However, the cultural transition proved challenging, and she found solace and direction during travels in the Netherlands and Spain. There, she embarked on a serious exploration of music that continues into today. Enjoy this story. It's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out um, to uh, to talk to me here at the show. It's really rare to run into musicians on this platform, so I'm excited to get into the music. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, as musicians, we love doing music so much. Uh, we just want to do that the whole day. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm learning to produce, like really use logic and record and edit and mix a little bit. And it's, it's a huge process, but it's like, I don't want to do anything else. I want to be here with my song and browsing libraries and things or playing or writing or whatever phase of the production process I'm in. And it's very hard for me to, to switch off that to the, to, to the other things that we need to do as artists, like promoting that yeah. music that we're working on. So. <laughs> That that's the reason why I love talking as much as I love doing music. So why not podcast? Absolutely. No, that's great. And I'm curious, <laughs> did you start producing and doing kind of behind the scenes because of COVID? Did that help you get to that point? Well, actually, the COVID pandemic showed me how fragile life is, how it's today or who knows if tomorrow we have an opportunity. So I was working like normal jobs as teaching English, teaching dance lessons, and all of these kind of crumbled. Um, yeah. The pandemic, everything went upside down. And I say, okay, there's nothing we can take for granted in life. So I'm going all in for my music dreams. It was something that it was there. Um, procrastinating I was procrastinating it doing some things here and there and then that happened and it switched something in my mind and I did it in spite of the pandemic that's when I started I got on LinkedIn to search for possible partners possible people in the music industry I found a producer I sent him some songs that I wrote and he said they are interesting let's produce them and we started there um I started thanks to the COVID pandemic. So uh, it's been a learning process in so many different aspects of what having a brand means because you can have the best music in the world, but if you don't have like a brand or a presence out there, um, it's, it's not going to go too far. You know, there's so many people with so much talent that sadly just passed by in silence because they weren't able or they didn't know how to present themselves to out there in the world to, yeah. to say, hey, I have this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, you have different aspects of what you do. There's, there's a lot that goes into what you do. So I'm going to do this. 
I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third grade students. It's career day at an elementary school. And one of the kids looks up and is curious and asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Um, I do songs and videos uh, for people. Um, that's what I do. I do music and I try to promote that. That's that's what I do. Okay. So when did all of this begin for you? Where were you born and raised? And how did you get this 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 passion for music? So I was born in Peru. I am half French, half Peruvian, actually. And in Peru, one good thing that we have in the school is that they like to celebrate everything, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, everything day. And so each day we'll have like a an, a show that we're going to do and we're going to rehearse dances or poems or acting, some some music as well. So I developed first like a love for performing arts with that. And then I went to theater, but music was always something that was there kind of, um, how you say, lurking behind, you know, it was always like the theater, this and that, and the music, because music is more technical and it was expensive back in the day. And we, my family couldn't afford lessons. So uh, every time I would sing, I obviously didn't have at the time the technique or whatever. So people were like, no, that's not for you, etc." So that kind of hindered me in the beginning. And then at some point it kept calling me every time I would stop for a few months and then the desire will come back stronger than ever. So at some point I took the decision and I switched from theater and acting to music. And it's not that I don't miss theater or that I wouldn't do it in the future, but I don't miss it as hard as I missed music when I was away from it. So that's how I discovered my purpose is there and to try to bring some beauty and happiness to people through the things I do, particularly the music. So who's been kind of a musical hero for you? Who have you admired and, and modeled things after a little bit? Well, it's kind of funny because um, it's her, her genre is totally different from the things I like and the things I produce. I honestly don't know where my style comes from in terms of normally people do the music they've been growing up listening to, right? Uh, my hero from my childhood definitely was Christina Aguilera. Like she sings so well, obviously. And I was always like, I wish I could sing as well as she does, you know, in my style, but as well as she does. And again, people were like, no, she's too special. You will never sing like her. And I, I never wanted to sing like her, but as good as in like in a great level, you know, and I worked hard. I sing well now. I don't know if as good, but I I am decent. <laughs> I, I can do things. I can express my feelings. So she was like my childhood hero. And then in my teens, I discovered a band called Nightwish because I wanted to write music, but I didn't know what kind of music yet. And then I discovered Nightwish, which is a, a band that mixes heavy metal with symphonic orchestral classical music elements and that and her first their first singer at the time was Tarja Turunen and she sings kind of lyrical not like opera completely but some taste of opera singing 
And I loved that right away and say, oh, that sort of thing. I I'm kind of there, you know? Yeah. And then, and then I discovered later when, uh, when I was in Europe, etc., some friends that told to me about Rainbow, <laughs> Ronnie James Dio, that came later. I had friends who were like, my parents made me listen to all the, the iconic rock albums, right? To, for me, that came so much later. Um, and I discovered that and, and then Celtic music, folk music, it all came and I started, I realized I was picking up things from one style and the other. And then something came up that I realized people who were listening to it couldn't, it was difficult for them to classify them into one single place. Like it could be musical, it could be cinematic, it could be heavy metal, it could be so many things. Uh, and I have like a funny story about this. I posted something, I think it was a video of my music on Facebook. And someone was like, this is a strange, uh, this is a mix between power metal and folk metal. You should choose one. And I was like, no, why should I choose one or the other? I created something new. It's, it's not like metal needs another subgenre, but it's different. So yeah. that's a good thing. Why should I choose power metal or folk metal? Could be yeah. folk power metal. I don't know. <laughs> it's just music, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So in this journey of being a professional musician, what do you like the best about it? Um... I think it's definitely like writing the music when I get the ideas. That's the most rewarding phase for now because um, when it comes to producing, it's like a gigantic puzzle. And I am learning to so many things at the same time. I am learning how to use logic, <laughs> how to mix, how to work with MIDI. Uh, libraries, virtual instruments. So it was many things. And so because the first songs that I have on YouTube, I written them all, but the production process, the orchestration was done by my producer. And then I decided I wanted to learn to produce my own things, at least like the first demos to be able to like, you know, get collaborations and things like that. And people kind of already have an idea what it's going to sound like, right? Yeah. And yeah. I was very ambitious. I am working on a song right now that has a lot of orchestra, and I ended up with like 60 tracks <laughs> with so many instruments. My RAM was like agonizing uh, because I didn't optimize my session. I just opened it, and however you come... So I'm working with a teacher right now, and every time he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And he's like, Yes, but then you have to have into account, to take into account, sorry, this and this and this and this and this. And then I just cry. I say, no, this is too much. So for now, producing is not my favorite. Uh, marketing is not my favorite. Um, but the when I come up with the ideas, like a melody comes in my head, I'm washing the dishes and I start singing something and I say, well, that's actually cool. Let's develop that into a song. Um that's my favorite part. So what's coming up for you? What projects? What What are you looking for as the year ends and the new year begins? 
So for now, I am working to improve my online presence. That That's very important, especially as an independent musician. I have no label behind me whatsoever. I don't want to. Right. And, and uh, for many reasons. And um, I think it's important to stay free. And especially those days, all information is out there, how you can improve, how you can promote yourself and everything there's so many um companies for i don't know um how you call that um i i forgot the word but when you hire someone to do something else yeah outsource you to outsource your merchandise um your your cities everything right you so i am working more on having this online presence into putting myself more out there um working on more music uh in from a strategic point like why not making covers on my style so if people who like that style will then see that i have original music and listen to that too and they will like it already because it's the same style things like that so trying to develop a more strategical mind and not be only the crazy artist that lives in the clouds you know that's that's very important as well and i'm working on that song it's a new song that's for a more in the long term it's for a like learning process but the more concrete things i partner up with an artist uh, who, his name is liam from the uk's program fix your house for free and he works with uh upcycled recycled materials vintage mm, pieces things uh antiques and he makes boxes so he wanted to do a collaboration with me and I thought about it and I said, why not doing music boxes with my songs on them? Because everyone does like the CDs and the vinyls and the tapes, which is great. And I also want to do that in the future. But no one does music boxes that you actually open them and you have the songs there. That's, ah, um, it's so beautiful. And yeah. I, I love photography as well. I do some artistic photography. So he made boxes with my pictures and his style mixed together. And we are going to have the exhibition in December in London. Oh, cool. And, I don't know. It's going to be so beautiful. And I'm so much looking forward for it. Excellent. So at the end of the day, everyone out there that you work with has a perception of you. Your family does, your friends do, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I think... Um, I'm a person who is fun, I hope. Um, I love being funny and make jokes. And it's also, um, funnily enough, something that works the best on my content is the funny things. Uh, I, want, I am someone who loves learning. And I am someone as well that is here to learn to only seek for one approval is my own approval in life in everything that I do. Um, that was very hard for me. And it's a, it's something that I think almost everyone has because evolutively speaking, our survival depends on the group's approval. So when you do something that maybe benefits you, but the, the others don't understand it and don't approve it because of many reasons, um, then you feel bad. It's, it's literally your brain uh, keeping you in the comfort zone saying, you're going to die. We're going to die if you do this. So I'm learning that 
uh, it's not necessarily that you stop searching for approval. It's totally natural, but you choose who you get your approval from. And then you can get the approval that actually helps you towards your dreams and your goals, you know? Yeah, for sure. So if anyone out there wants to pick up your music, find out about anything that you're doing creatively, where's the best place to go? I think the best place is YouTube. There's my music there with the video clips, three of them. I drew them myself frame by frame to the animation that I also learned on the go. That was so crazy. <laughs> and uh, yes, they can go to my YouTube channel. It's Catherine Gerard. So it's written C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, then space G-A-I-R-A-R-D. <laughs> Catherine Gerard, that's my YouTube. And I don't know if it's going to be like a link somewhere, but I that way they can find it. And from there, all my socials, my website, everything for all the projects. And yeah. Cool. Excellent. This has been so great. Thank you so much for opening up. Thank you for your time. And best of luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>